0: Glorious, Hulk Hogan, Hollywood (laughs) Hulkster, whatever they call you. I'm coming after you, you coward.
1: Welcome to Broken Book Glorious. I'm Chris Lapid, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the owner of Iconic Heroes of Wrestling Excellence, David Fuller. How are you doing this evening, David? I'm doing alright. Thank you so much. Hello to all the great wrestling fans over the way in the United Kingdom, the UK. I'm a big advocate for everything that's going on over there and I'm a big fan. So uh, thank you for allowing me the opportunity. I'm I'm honoured. This evening, um, so David has joined us to talk about his upcoming show, Jeremy's birthday bash, which is held on the 17th of December in the El Grand.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. The El Grand Salon Event
1: Center. Oh, El Texas. Grand Salon Event Center. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, his tongue uh, um, It's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brook, Texas, which is going yes. to be headlined by British wrestler Martin Stone, which is known to TNA, TNA fans as a Danny Birch. Yes. So, so um, Before we get into Jeremy's Big Bash I uh, just wanted to ask you a few questions about how you got into wrestling a bit of a history about the promotion I broke in in 1998 I met uh, Hall of Famer Johnny Valentine great name for Valentine's father at a gym before Texas yeah. and he was running a wrestling team. and I
0: I was 16 years old I beg uh, leaded with him yeah. to train me and after a few weeks he reluctantly uh, but he told me from the get go, he said, You don't have the body for this and I was about five five a hundred pounds overweight and he was right, but he said, You seem knowledgeable, you're passionate, you might make a pretty good promoter one day and think you got crystal ball in front of him. And I said, Okay, cool, but I don't want to learn. So, uh, yeah. I started training with him and at the same time this was happening, me and my two buddies, uh, Ronnie McMurray, Danny Casey, Chris Wolf and Brian Ryder respectively, we started wrestling in Ronnie's backyard. Yeah. And we would we would uh emulate what we saw on television. Well, back in the 90s, the late 90s, Attitude, mm. ECW, Society, Jerry Springer, it was Society was real crazy. Not that it isn't now. Just get on your Twitter feed, and you'll see that that hasn't really changed. No. <laughs> uh, but at the time, uh, pop culture was just different than it is now. Yeah. So we wanted to, instead of emulating what we saw on television, we started, we said, well, why don't we just do our own thing? Well, we were big ECW fans. What's better than extreme? Let's call it insane. <laughs>
1: Same
0: hardcore wrestling. Dumbest name for yeah. wrestling I've ever heard. But we were young punk kids, so we started calling it IHW, and we'd all have six or seven gimmicks, and it, we started wrestling just on grass. Within a few months, i was training with Johnny, and within a few months, we uh, found a guy who left us in a ring he brought it to the backyard and set it up, and he mm. was coming to watch us wrestle. It was the most ridiculous thing and still to this day. Ridiculous when you think about it because he got so much attention, and I still don't know why to this day, 19 years later, I still don't understand why he got so much attention. But it did, and wrestlers from all over came. We have Brian Kendrick. Before Brian Kendrick went to train with Shawn Michaels, he trained up here at the NWA Academy, and before he left for San Antonio, he came by and wrestled a match for us in the backyard with no fans. I'm sure if you ask him about that today, he'll be like, Yeah, uh huh, sure. (laughs) Slowly, or maybe quickly, walks away from. Uh Mac and Jazz were with us Jazz was on ECW hardcore television
1: one week and the next week she's sitting in our backyard Yeah uh, and a man with the name of Necro Butcher I was going to ask about Necro uh, Butcher didn't he debut as The Gimmick in your
0: promotion? Yes yes he did uh fans in he- May remember him as uh, the man who gave Randy the Ram his ill fated heart attack and uh, the wrestler, the Academy Award nominated wrestler. Uh, Necro Butcher called me up one day and said, Hey, my name's Dylan Summers. I want to do this gimmick called the Necro Butcher. I didn't know what the hell it (laughs) did. He was calling a guy to wrestle in the backyard, so I don't think his standards were very high at the time. And I said, Sure, man, come on up. Do whatever you want. The first day he started with us, the local paper was there, of course, on Telegram, and this guy pulls out a fluorescent light tube and goes to smash it over some guy's back and then takes a the jagged egg
1: Ooh. and carbs
0: into this man's forehead. And I'm like, well, alright. <laughs> sure. I don't know if my promotion's dead in the water or this is, I don't know what's happening here. But quickly thereafter, people started, really? Paying attention and coming to see us. And I, again, I, I had stopped training with Johnny because Johnny didn't have the school anymore. And so I just started doing this, and I guess you could call it learning on the job. Mm. Learning as I went. And a few months later, I was traveling up and down the roads of Texas, doing whatever I could. I managed, I did security, I sold gimmicks, I did ring announcing, I did color, I did refereeing, I took the robes back and forth, I did everything you could possibly fathom. I would drive to a town and I would do whatever they asked me to do, whether they paid me or not. I learned every job there is to do in the wrestling business, and it made me who I am today. So I'm grateful for all of
1: it. So who who was your favorite wrestlers growing up? Steve
0: Austin was the man. Like he was, uh, he was the guy. Like I started watching him when he started here in Dallas. And I started watching him, and uh, other than that, Andre the Giant's really was wrestling. Yeah. I saw, I saw him and I was like, whoa, he's dying, I'm going to Andre got me started, of course I was a maniac like everybody else, or most everybody else so I think there's a support group for that uh, but I like Randy Savage, I like Ric Flair, I uh, I was I was, uh, I was here for Texas, so I, I, I had to be a Von Eric fan which I was, um You know, those were my favorites, but Steve Austin has really turned it around for me. Like, when he started doing the Stone Cold thing, Mm. I was an introvert. I just lost my mom a few months before I started wrestling. He really, he helped me so much, and, you know, hopefully one day I'll get to tell you this. He helped me so much because he would go say these things on television, and he would be this character... It really broke broke me out of my shell, and I was able to speak in front of people. And because uh, for the longest time, I couldn't speak in front of my class, much less cut a promo. No, uh, but I learned, and thankfully I learned, and uh, uh, you know. So, but Steve Austin, I think, was the guy who really changed it for me.
1: Was there a wrestler you tried to mold your wrestling style around? Um, not really. Um, I um, you know.
0: I uh, went and uh, I just, uh, I didn't know a whole lot, so I just kind of, uh, I wanted to fly, but aside from a centaur off the top rope, I really didn't have the talent, uh, so I would do kind of the hardcore stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I guess, I do not I really have a style, I was real small, but I couldn't do a whole
1: lot of the cruise stuff, so I just kind of did what I had to do to get through. not a very sexy answer, but it's just <laughs> honest. <laughs> and where did the nickname Vengeance come from? trying to find a name and I'm not the
0: most physically intimidating specimen uh I'm not still not to this day um and I was trying to find something uh, and so I was I think I was looking at a comic book card collection one night and yeah. I saw the name Vince. I was like ah sure what the hell I had been the ringmaster I did the silencer I did I had so many stupid silly ridiculous names yeah and Vince was like okay I'll give that a shot and then I was watching uh, WCW and I saw Rick Fuller, the uh, wrestler in uh, WCW, and uh, tail end of WCW, news a real big dude and uh, I was like, Fuller, that's good. My real name's Farmer yeah. and a Farmer, no one's gonna, you know, Farmer, ha 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 Farmer, and I heard all that crap going up already, anyone hear it again? So I was like, well let me do Fuller. It still starts with an F, it still ends with an R and so
1: that's not too far from what it is, so David Fuller is <laughs> So, so, what were some of the other gimmicks you've worked as over the years? Uh, I was uh,
0: I was Little Nero in one promotion called TCW Texas Championship
1: Wrestling. The guy uh, like and, hey, um, and he
0: yeah he said you're an Italian. I was like hey, you you hear me? I'm not. <laughs> I'm a hit. I'm a southern uh, you know crap kicking hit. I'm, no, I'm not Italian. The only Italian about me is pizza I had last night. But he wasn't Italian either, but he did a thing called Tommy Nero. So for about two weeks, I was little Nero.
1: Yeah.
0: And then I went to a promotion called PCW, and they had a Friday night and Saturday night. So Saturday night was the television. Friday night was kind of like for NXT. You know? And they wanted me to be Ellsworth. And I said, what the hell is Ellsworth? And they're like, well, here's the
1: deal. You have leprosy. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And I'm like, okay. So I did a Google search. I'm like, oh, my
0: skin's falling off. Cool. And I go to the book, and I'm like, "How the hell am I supposed to play this in a wrestling setting?" Mm. He's like, "You know what? You do what you want, and we'll follow." And I'm like, "So I went to the dollar store, I got all these bandages, I got doctor's clothes, yeah. I got a ski
1: mask, like I'm robbing the local liquor store." And and they're like, "Whatever
0: you do, follow it." So I wrap myself up. I literally it took me about 34 minutes. All the talent have to come around and wrap me up, and then we would. We would get uh, we would get adhesive bandages and uh, we would uh, uh, we would soak them in I think Vaseline, put it on me, and it could easily come off. And it would look like, it wouldn't look like skin, but it was the closest damn thing we could get. Yeah. So I went out there, and I'll never forget. I just I went bow legged, and I would move real slow. And I, I did this like I was a cat, and the fans fans can't see it, but when a cat's giving himself a bath, he licks his hand and he rubs his head. I was doing that. I was doing the most outrageous nonsensical things I could possibly do to get this character over. And it worked for whatever reason. I guess, I don't know why. I don't know what it says about the people who were paying to get into the shows because they're good people, same people that come to our shows. But for whatever reason, I think they saw it, it was stupid, but they're like, you know what, they're trying, there you go, golf clap. But that didn't last very long. (laughs) That was about it. For the years, I've pretty much been myself.
1: (laughs) Do you you prefer to work uh, face or heel? Um, I'm a real good heel, I think, because uh, babyface baby face is
0: hard because hmm. no matter what the audience does, you still gotta be a babyface. You still gotta slap the hands and go,
1: "Yeah,
0: baby!" <laughs> Get the hell out of the ring, man! You suck. <laughs> but heel's much better because you say, "Oh yeah, you do too, pal." I don't come to where I don't come to where you work, and I'm playing the slurping machine. You leave me alone. Uh, you know, I it's much easier being. But now, uh, where I'm at now in my life, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm just a good guy because, you know, on social media, always with my son and my wife, mm. I would like to do a heel run before I hang it up, and hopefully I'll get a chance to, but I'm real big on, uh, I'm real big on k and protecting
1: business, Yeah.
0: so yeah. Uh, it's really hard, if I'm going to be a heel, I need to be able to be a heel all the time, not just
1: you know, not just for
0: the
1: show. I need to go online and tell people to shut up and leave me alone and get off Twitter, you moron. <laughs> I, I don't really have the time to do that. and no. I'm not really in a place in my life to where I can't do that. Right, so, you, you so, ma- so, you, so you mentioned that you, you started IHW. Started I- but then you moved
0: on to have I-W, IHWE. So, so what makes the... the yeah, we had... Okay. In 2000, we ran from ran a few shows in 1999 in the backyard and then we figured out you know when the cars were parked illegally down the street yeah because they can't practice the park and the cops start showing up we kind of figured out okay we probably outgrown where we're at so we took a few months off and we ran shows wherever we could houses, boxing gyms i've ran shows i've started in a backyard i've ran shows in the most ridiculous parking lots i ran a show anywhere i could i run shows in the basement of a flea market yeah <laughs> i have run Ever I could. I ran shows in the ridiculous worst places you could possibly fathom. Whatever we had to do to succeed or to survive, I did it. Um, so, um, you know, IHW kind went of on, went on the back burner. I would run a few shows and then I would wrestle and I'd go on the road. I started another company called NAWA FW, which was in Dallas-Fort Worth. I ran that for a couple of years. Mm. And then in 2008, I decided to bring IHW back, but I, I said, let's add the E to it. Because originally, IHWE was going to be a production company. And we were going to do film and photo shoots and modeling. We were going to do a whole lot of stuff. I figured out. Kind of like what WWE does. Hey, you know, people can say whatever they want about WWE. They're successful. They yeah. make money. And they're smart people. Whether people like or dislike what they're shelling out every Monday or Tuesday, that's their prerogative. So I was like, okay, well, let's, let's just follow what they're doing. And I decided to bring IHW back and run, run one show. We are going to run one show in 2008. And uh, uh, we were going to run it in 2007. And then the horrible incident happened in June of 2007 that shed a very bad light on the wrestling business. Mm. Uh, so after months after that, it was really hard to get a show on the board. Because we were trying to go to community centers run right by the city. And, of course, all they knew about wrestling was what they saw in Nancy Grace and Greta yeah. and Man. That's all they knew about wrestling. So it took a while to get people to come back around and say, okay, that was that was one particular person. We can't blame the, the business for that. But it took a long time. 2008, we decided to go back and get, try it again. So we decided to do a show again. And, I, you know, I've I ran all these shows over the years, but i never really had that one big, big, big show. Um, so I was like, well, let me try it. So we got a date, and I got Bill Mercer, Standar Akbar, and Martha Rance for class championship wrestling. I got all them agreed to come, which yeah. was a big deal. And that was the last time they were together, because Ackbar died two years later. So that was cool. We did a big show. We had a couple hundred people there. And uh, there was going to be one show, but after that, the company just got hot again. And I decided, okay, let's run it again. So we decided to just run IHWE. But we would run PG family shows. Yeah, We wouldn't run hardcore like we did in the past. We were still hard, insane hardcore wrestling entertainment which was an even worse name. I didn't think it could get any worse than insane hardcore wrestling but it did. Yeah. So, um, so um, we just what's it called IHW Wrestling. People asked me what the name was. I'd cringe and go insane hardcore. <laughs> so, um, so we ran shows um, and we just been running in 2008 we ran a couple, We ran three or four shows in 2009 we ran I don't even know, we ran maybe 30, 40 events, mm-hmm. not in good places, we ran in the back of a flea market, we ran into a boxing gym, uh, 2010, it started to get hot again, we were able to go back to community centers and do 300, 400 people, uh, at the end of 2010, uh, we kind of uh, we kind of crashed into a wall, and uh, uh, we kind of had to regroup, and I was a one-man show, man. I, I didn't have investors. I didn't have sponsors. It was pretty much me.
1: Yeah.
0: So um, I had a setback, and I just had to take a few months off. And, and this time I met my wife at the time, and because she was a fan. She'd bring the kids to the show. So I have IHWB to thank you for having my wife. And because of meeting my wife, I have my son because of WE So I'll always be
1: grateful for that. Yeah. But uh, we ran one show in 2011. It was going to be kind of a comeback
0: in a bar here in Fort Worth wait for our show but we thought okay we'll run an adult show and we did we marketed to adults we had a playboy model there uh we kind of let loose on the microphone and it drew not a damn person like there were there was more people in the back than on the show than, wow. there was more people on the show than in the crowd and i'm like and that's just brutal honesty for you it wasn't well no it we sucked we had we had a good card but for whatever reason people weren't there so uh that kicked my butt, and I said, "You know what? I'm done." I took three years from running live events, but in the meantime, I started something called the Texas Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. And now it's the Southern Wrestling Hall of Fame, and uh, so I started that. We have ceremony every year, and we did that. And then in 2014, I decided to uh, bring it back.
1: And that's why you brought it back as iconic <laughs> heroes of wrestling. Well, well what
0: had happened was in 2014, like. My wife had really been on me about coming back and running a few shows, and my son was born, so it was really important for him to see what his dad had done, so we uh, we put a lot of work into it, we, we went to these nice venues, the Sendero Center, and, and I was going to produce a weekly episodic YouTube show called I Said me, which there's 19 episodes of the first season on our YouTube channel,
1: we got Johnny Gargano for the first show, I'll never forget it man, we did we did uh, the first show
0: after three years absence. We had 510
1: people, okay. and
0: I'll never forget. And I could not believe how many people were there. And we didn't have television. We were going to have a weekly YouTube show after this. But we didn't have anything before. We had Johnny Gargano. We had Matt Rivera, the current WWE World Storm. We had a good group of people there. But we didn't have the, you know, we didn't have what the, the, we didn't have what we do now, which are 500 people. We ran two other shows that year. I, Jim, I met Jim Cornette and uh jim was impressed by me he drove down here for a show loved it 450 people came to see him we had kyle o'reilly who's wrestling in war games this weekend yes, uh, we had had Riley <laughs> yeah we had a we had a who's who and that was an old school hustle and that was a great event we had a couple of those before and that's the event we just had and that's kind of a wrestlemania and then we just uh in 2015 James Beard, who's a longtime referee here in Dallas, longtime official. He was the director of operations for the NWA up I until mean, Billy Corgan and to mm-hmm. took over. Uh, James Beard came to me and said, David, what about changing the name? And I said, Yes, but we gotta keep the same acronym. We gotta keep IHW. Put so much money into this brand. He said, No, no, that's fine. Let's come up with something with IHW. And we went back and forth and finally together we came up with iconic heroes, of wrestling expert. He wrote this big story about it, and was coming from James Beard, who had been in the ring with the best and worked with the best promoters, from Vince McMahon to Prince Monet, and All in between, he put it out there and he sold it for us, and it was a lot easier uh, for people. And he was very invested, so that was really cool. We got uh, we inducted Stan Hansen into the Hall of Fame, Bruce Brody, Jim Cornette, Uh, but we had a you know 2015. uh, in, I think four events, one in California. Um, most of them, I think all but one were sellouts. Uh, we were doing pretty well in 2015. And then, uh, and, and, and the end of 2015, Jim Cornette calls me, David, you need to do something during WrestleMania
1: week.
0: Yeah. And that would start a very stressful time in my life. I'm sure <laughs> you're going to ask about that.
1: Yeah, that's
0: So, funny. so to Champions. Yeah. Uh, and feel free to butt in here at any time because is your show. I don't want to run I off. Oh, you got
1: okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Friday Champions was, uh, wow, so much
0: work. Um, it was, yeah, it was amazing. So I was scared to death. Like, I knew WrestleMania was coming, and I was like, I really want to enjoy WrestleMania, but I can't because I don't know if I'm going to be alive come Friday <laughs> because Thursday's the event. Yeah. And so here's the Dallas-Fort Worth of structure for fans who don't know. And we had some fans from the UK attend. Uh, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth is I'm in Fort Worth and then about 30 minutes away is Arlington and then about 30 minutes away from Arlington is Dallas yeah. uh, you've never been here though Fort Worth from Dallas to Fort Worth is like going to Mexico from Texas it just no I'm, everything's here why should we go to Fort Worth we were the only thing happening in Fort Worth. Everything was in Dallas. Other than WrestleMania, everything was in Dallas. WrestleMania was in Ireland. Yeah. We had Jim Cornette. That was the only event he was going to do that weekend was for us. He did Jim Ross's, uh, WrestleMania show on Monday after Raw. But he was only here to meet people for our thing. So we had that going for us. And, uh, we, it was a crapshoot. We did our best. Jim promoted his tail off. and all the podcasts. We, uh, and we we get about 600 people that night. I don't know how. I yes. really don't know. Uh, but it was it was a it was a it was certainly something to behold, and uh, I'd probably go down as the greatest night of my wrestling career. Whatever this is, I, not really career. It doesn't beat my family. But my <laughs> rhyme, whatever the hell. This is. That was the, the highlight of it.
1: So what was the card uh, for um, Prairie of Champions? Uh, what was the card? It
0: was Jack Stane, who's uh, Wilcox, in the uh, Veterans of uh, War at uh, Impact, I believe so. Yeah. Um, uh, Jack Dane defended the World Heavyweight championship. Charlie Haas, who was current IHWA Champion at the time. Yeah. Uh, right. Steve Anthony, who had just won the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. Uh, in Japan had flown back and he wrestled unholy Gregory James. He defended the title in what some people called the match of the night. The other match of the night was Bullet Club member Chase Owens and it's Jason the gift cave, yeah.
1: which was awesome. Cool. <laughs> uh we had the NWA
0: World Tag Team Championship was on the line as Barrett Brown and Andy Dalton, the IHWE tag team champions, who were members of Black Bart's Outlaw Inc. Group wrestled Matt Riviera and Rob Conway, who were managed by Jim Cornette. We had Amber O'Neill, Amber Gallows, the NWA Women's Champion, against Jessica James, the IHW Queen of the Ring. Yeah. We had Scott as the special guest referee. Um, and she wore the Shawn Michaels shorts for that match, so uh, a lot of the fans were happy about that, especially our male fans.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> we had uh, Ray Rowe against Rodney Mack against Lance Fleet, Lance Archer, and New. And wrestling. that was a that was like three bulls yeah uh, no
1: matador um let me see here um we had a six-man
0: tag with Keith Lee and shane taylor uh pretty boy killers pbk mm. and um i believe i believe that was in tim storm the current NWA world heavyweight champion
1: yeah. Defended the WA North American Championship uh against Devin Driscoll, the former OBW heavyweight champion. Wow, that sounds like an amazing Everybody card. <laughs> Ricky, Morton, Ricky Morton was there, Sam Houston was there, Bobby
0: Holden was there, and in a really cool moment, uh Shelton Benjamin was there, and he happened to come out during the World Title match when yeah. the fans were chanting Shelton's better, <laughs> oh, Charlie Haas, really told everyone he was going to leave, yeah. and he walked back to the Moments later, he walked back, back pedaling, and he was being stalked by Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> and the crowd went absolutely ballistic because they had no idea Shelton was going to there. And that's one of those moments, one of those organic moments that you can't—you couldn't get that if you advertised, it because everybody knew Shelton would be there; they would be expecting it. It was awesome. It was. Uh, Jim was very happy with it. We got a lot of praise. Uh, people were calling me Friday and Saturday from WrestleCon. Charlie called me uh, Saturday. And Charlie never does this how I got the show and that's it Charlie called me a couple days later he said everyone's talking about the great champions and I felt really good about that I thought it was really cool and uh, you know hopefully a Billy and Dave day doing something special with the NWA right now and mm. I want to see the NWA succeed because it deserves to succeed it deserves to be held in uh, in high regard it does and I hope it continues to
1: be and then not Nick Olness
0: go for the
1: what Nick go for the title the other day in NWA yes
0: Yes, uh, Aldis he, he went for the title against Tim Storm and Tim Storm successfully retained. Yeah. However, I do know I watched some of the match Nick Aldous I think will be NWA World Heavyweight Champion sooner than later. It depends on when he gets another shot. Uh, he's a he's a very impressive physical physical specimen. You yeah. got a lot of great athletes over there. You got Godway, you got uh, Mark Scroll. There's so many good athletes from from Europe and the UK. You know, Europe and Europe and the U.K. have always had a strong representation of talent in the business. However, the past three years, it seems like more and more, uh, more and more, especially with the U.K. division. we got Martin Stone coming here, Danny Burke. He, yeah. he, was one, he was one of the guys in the U.K. tournament that I saw and was like, oh, man, this guy looks like a guy. If you look at him wrong at a pub, he'll come over there and re rank
1: me." face. Yeah, wouldn't want to like, bump into him in a like night. Guy,
0: <laughs> along with Wolfgang and a few others. Uh, I think the, the European and the UK uh, scene is hotter than
1: ever, and I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's definitely growing over here. It's, uh, I really enjoy going to the indie shows whenever I have a spare few quid to go. <laughs> yes, indeed, yes. I think
0: it's fantastic.
1: So, wait, wait, if oh, we get back to your promotion, do you, do you run a continuous story through, through, from yeah, show we, to show? you? try to run, try
0: to run a continuous storylines, It uh, just depends. Um on what's going on Every, we try to make sure everybody has a storyline uh, at the same time we're uh, we're not running on a on, a, on a, too much of a regular schedule so we just kind of sometimes we run stories just for the night it just kind of depends on where we're at what time of the year we're running who's there it just kind of depends on a lot of different factors did
1: I, did I, oh, did I hear in another interview that you run an academy or a, a school yes
0: we run a wrestling guy. school yes we run a wrestling school very, uh, very unorthodox wrestling school train on dojo maps. Wow. So it's really, it's, it's really unusual. It's unorthodox, but it works. Uh, yeah, we have an academy and, uh, it's in work and we have about six or seven students right now. One of our students, Angel Megan, upset Barrett Brown last weekend. Jacob, mm. in an impromptu championship match, Barrett, uh, ran his mouth and, uh, said he'd defeat the kid in five minutes or less and ended up getting rolled up, losing to Jacob. I was at ringside. I may or may not have had a hand in it. I will not, uh, I will not uh, confirm nor deny that I had a hand in that, but I certainly was there to witness it. But, uh, yeah, we have an academy. We got some really good kids, as I said on my uh, podcast a couple weeks ago that I did. Uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of the uh, drill sergeant relationship. Um, Just like I'm talking to you right now, that's the kind of relationship I have with my students. I don't like the narrative of, uh, shut down, give me 20, give me 100, come on, you will see you. I don't like that. If, if, if it's for a reality show, that's great. I yeah. mean it's great entertainment. Uh who doesn't remember Full Metal Jacket? But uh, in real life, I don't want people to fear me. Uh number one, it would take a whole I would have to have a whole lot of guns on me for anybody to fear me for any reason, number one. But number two, you don't get the best out of somebody. Hmm. You just don't. Get the best out of somebody when you respect them and you treat everybody the way you'd want to be treated. I think you get the most. Like I always I try to say please and I try to say thank you. It's nice to hear, and somebody you hear that from somebody, you're like, oh, let's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that much more for that person because he said please, or because he said thank you. So, uh, you know, that's the kind of relationship I have. My trainer, Vince Bolzrider. He's uh he looks like a 1980s uh, Mid-Atlantic opening journeyman wrestler. He's mm-hmm. got that look, but he's, he's very good. He's been my best friend since third grade, and he's my trainer. I, he, he works on the technical. I work on the because that's what I'm better at. And as a promoter, I tell the kids what I want to see as a promoter. They're really good kids, and we've got a really
1: good thing going. So as your as la- last run, you could possibly manage like a Nexus-type f- faction for yeah, your kids? Yeah, that's,
0: yeah. that's, that's definitely uh, that's a possible idea. I like that. I, I haven't really thought
1: about it. If you wanted to do a hate uh, yeah, manager. Yeah, okay. I, if I do, now i got to give you credit. Go. <laughs> <But, you know. laughs> Yeah, do a better job than the WWE did. Let the Nexus <laughs> the, win. Yeah, they, can, they can lose at, some, at Survivor Series. We'll let them win the SummerSlam match. Yes,
0: that's right. <laughs>
1: that's funny. Right, so, if we go back to so your last show, was um, Old School Hustle, which is a charity event headlined by um, Michael Elgin. Um, can you tell us a bit about that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, we had about um, a little over 100 people there, which a little bit less than what we'll we shot for out there. We're still going to put on the show. Everybody worked really hard. We had a very good group of diverse talent. Uh, had, I was in a six-man tag to open up the show yeah. with uh, Mike Fox and Gregory James against John Allen, Barrett Brown, and Astrid Jacobs. We had Anthony Henry uh, uh, take on Kevin Lee Davidson, which was, a, I just watched it Friday night. It yeah. sucked a match. Uh, there's going to be a video on demand of it. Uh, if people stay tuned, I to ice, be social and digital media, they'll find out. We're going to, it should be up in the next week so people can watch the show. It's really worth going out of your way to watch. It's a really good show. We had AJ Gray and Andy Dalton. We had, um, we had Wagle Del Sol and Justin Taylor. We had um, Michael Elkin and Shane Taylor. That mm. match was so
1: brutal that they ended up beating up a referee and one of the other wrestlers. <laughs> and it wasn't even settled. They want to come back and do it again. Yeah. Uh, I
0: I have to put down another uh, policy, insurance policy, before I let them come down and do it again, though. Um, <laughs> we had... Uh, we actually ended the show with a women's back against Angela Slane the Brian Frankenstein challenge. Ivory Reed so train that came out of the Booker T Reality Wrestling Academy. Obviously, yeah. uh, she defended her queen of the ring against Angela Slane. We had uh, Myron Reed challenged her stallion Southern Underground Pro Bone Storm Championship. We had... um and we had our students, the ISW Academy, against Chris Marvel's Hybrid School of Wrestling students out of San Antonio. It was a very good show. Uh, everybody was raving about it when they walked out, and that's really all you can really hope for. We're still uh, we're still taking some donations, and within the next week or so, we we'll be uh, getting in touch with folks down in Houston who are doing the aid and see who can get this money to to hopefully help somebody have a Christmas or a yeah. couple families. I just I just wanted to do something, maybe some kids. Kids down there can have a Christmas because it's not like they woke up and said, "I want a hurricane to hit so I don't have a Christmas." They didn't choose to be in the bath of a hurricane. No. So we wanted to do what we could. Everybody worked really hard, and that's really all I can ask. A lot of people devoted their time, they flew down here, and drove down here on their own dime. You know, you can't ask for anything better
1: than that. That sounds like an amazing cause. So, <laughs> so your next show is in December with, as we mentioned before, Morton Stone. Um, it's called Jeremy's Birthday Bash. Who's Who's Jeremy?
0: Jeremy is a uh, one of our guys is
1: yeah. Making
0: Towns guy on Twitter. Uh, he's a real good dude. Uh, he traveled all over the world to watch to the town. He's been to Battle of Los Angeles, just a pro. He's been in NXT. He goes all over the country to support independent wrestling. And he yeah. lives down here and he wants to get into the promoting game. It's actually got a show in Nashville in May called the Making Towns Classic. It's a women's tournament. So, you know, we've hit it off and he's been a real big help. And I'm trying to. Try- kind of teaching him some things i've learned over the years trying to help him because i won't i won't i'm not i'm not going to be doing this forever like if my kid gets older and he gets involved in school and sports my time is going to be limited if, if i'm even in this anymore when that time comes so mm. i want good people to take the ball and run with it once i'm i ride off into the sunset so if i can help him you know learn what i did and not make the mistakes that i had to make to get there i think territory will be much better off. So it's, it's I told him, I, it's his birthday show, I told him, look, whoever you want, call it whatever you want, and we'll promote it. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. So he, his birthday show, that's what he wants for his birthday. So hey, we'll power to him, it's going to be a fun show. The fans win for Christmas. They get to see a show of this caliber. Cool. Uh, Miranda Salinas, who with the May Young Classic, is going to be there. I get Short-Eye and Grace. We got, uh, uh, we got uh, Kikatoro from, from Japan. Look at, look at that guy. You'll start laughing. Much less see him live in person. But yeah. Chip Dave, Martin Stone, I think, is one of the more. Uh, probably one of the better uh, independent matches of the year uh, for this year. I think it's going to be really good. And I'm looking forward to meeting both of them. It's going to be a great show. And
1: tickets start at $15. Yeah, so, so when will you bring in big names? How do you decide which wrestler is going to wrestle them? Um, uh, you know, it just depends. on. Yeah, I look at a
0: number of different things. I look at what type of year it is. Uh, originally, when we brought in Jim Cornette, we were originally going to bring in Hacksaw Jim Yeah, and uh, I hit it off with Jim Cornette, and after talking to Jim for about an hour and a half, I made my decision that I wanted to bring him to Jim Cornette, and uh, Jim's great to bring in, uh, he has his opinions, in which he's allowed, uh, a lot of these wrestling fans to really take events to some of the things that are said, I said, you realize he's just doing the same thing to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's in the wrestling business <laughs> you realize that right so uh you know but he, he i don't
1: agree with everything jim says
0: but we're friends and i respect that he's done more in this business than i'll ever do and i respect that so uh i get along long, long break with jim but uh it, it depends on a lot of different things it depends on where they're coming from and i look at a number of different you know when we brought in gargano and Kyle riley we knew they were going to be uh, top guys they were already doing well on the independence kyle o'reilly was the pro wrestling gorilla champion right? sure. so it didn't take a periscope to see he was already a big deal and johnny gargano i believe was the dragon gate america heavyweight champion he had just lost it we knew they were gonna be i knew they were gonna be in nxt i could see a crystal ball and say in a year or so they're gonna be in nxt let's bring them in now and let's get the rub and we have video once they make it Enough, we do and they did hmm. so it just depends on a lot of different uh, factors uh you know because there's a cost when you fly in somebody and there's always risk you know flights aren't guaranteed to happen and there's always risk so it's, it's calculated risk and there's always there's been some talents in the past that take a deposit or get a plane platform and they never get on the plane and they keep their money oh. it's always risk so i always ask around and say hey i ask around promoters. I, I get along fairly really well with others over there i get along with Stephen flutter and i get along with billy wood over in the uk yeah uh, so i get along with them uh but i have a, a plethora of promoters that i can go to all over the nations and say hey have you worked with so-and-so how was it and they'll tell me yeah your name that's what i do so uh you know we brought in jerry lynn jerry lynn stopped wrestling he retired jerry lynn we brought in mainly to do a seminar with some of the talent here in texas and we were looking out for talent. How many you know, he was a guest coach at the WWE Performance Center a few months ago. Yeah. He's a real good guy to bring in and teach. He did about a three or four hour seminar and that's invaluable to the talent. So we just kinda see what they can bring in and uh, the investment versus the reward. It's not just about how many butts they'll put in seats. It's about the digital awareness of D V D sales, video on demand sales, the rub if we can get more eyes on our product. Because this they just it's a lot of it's a lot of. I look at a bunch of
1: different things, and I decide to bring in somebody from outside the state. Would you not be tempted? Uh, apparently, Emma wants two grand a match plus expenses. Was it? Would that be? Uh, you know, when they, when, when talent first gets the word that they're getting cut from WWE, yeah, they're used to a certain
0: lifestyle and making a certain amount of money, and you know, you see that. I think you see Cody Rhodes. Uh, you see these talents and left WWE, and you see, oh wow, they're wow, they're they're doing just fine. You really don't know until you get out there. And at first, when they first get released, they're hot. So the promoters are like, yes, here, whatever yeah. you want, because the promoter's looking at you were just on WWE, so I can use that. They're right, but at the same time. You know, is she really going to bring in that much money? And I don't know if she will or not. I, I, I don't want to say anything that's going to, you know, she's allowed to charge whatever she wants. Yeah. I'm not paying it, but I'm sure people will. I, I think she'll, I think, I think a lot of talents, depending on what you were doing before you went to WWE, that, I think, tells a lot of what you'll do in your released from WWE. Mm. You know, ne- you know, guys like, you know, like Neville, like, and I know Neville's not released. I you know, he's still under contract. But guys like Neville who were doing the independence I think you know they're they're used to it. I think people who uh, weren't doing the independence before WWE or they were working in a different part of the country but doing independence I think I think there's a lot to get acclimated to uh, once that uh, once that the uh, once that, that that happens and it just takes time I hear that all the time uh, talent gets released and they're 90 days up and now they're now they're now they've got to, they gotta you know find a, a new income source so they figure well if I line up three dates at this guarantee, you know, that takes care of my and and I don't blame them. Uh super the stars when you get released and if you get if you get, if you get it then there what's the harm? I mean, you know, always ask for more and there's somebody out there that's willing to pay it, do it. Mm. But uh, you know, it'll take time to
1: Yeah, so uh, I've got one last question then. Um, sure. so, so if you could make a free match dream IHWE card with one women's match, one tag match, one main event, what matches would you choose? Uh, for the women's match, I
0: think, uh, I think uh,
1: Shotzi Blackheart, the Shimmer
0: yeah. champion. Um, I'd like to see her against... Uh, I think her and... Uh, I think her and... Uh, hmm, See, Amber just got signed, and Bruce, so Amber was like the hottest woman's wrestler in the country at one yeah. point. I'd like to, I think maybe uh, Angelus really impressed me when I saw her last week. So Shanti and Angelus. Yeah. Uh, the, the main event, I really like working with Michael Logan. I think Michael Logan was great to work with. He was doing things, he was doing things that a guy like him probably shouldn't be doing unless he's in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla or New Japan. He was taking <laughs> great jobs and stuff. Yeah. Impressive. Out of me, uh, maybe him against uh, maybe him against. Uh, trying to think of one of the hottest independent talents out there uh, who I'd like to bring in. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh, Keith Lee and Michael Elgin probably. Oh, I was gonna team say team Keith
1: Lee. <laughs> Sorry, it'll be Keith amazing. Michael Elgin. You
0: know, I was a little trivia note. I was there the night Keith Lee started. Yeah. You know, in Arlington, so I'll never forget that. I'm so happy for him. Uh, Tag Team Max. Uh, I like the boys uh, i I want to see the boys against the, the, the carnies. Yeah. Jeremy yeah. Jeremy sold on it months ago but we're still trying to make it happen but I think those guys are great they're kind of uh you know they're, 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 they're kind of they're kind of up here and like here and they're kind of you know doing this every other weekend you can kind of see them up here and then, so i I want to see them all I, I want to see everybody make it i want to see I want to see everybody make it for us, So, but yeah that would probably be it. Okay, go eat. So my son wanted his Oreos. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, so before we go, do you want to promote your social media? Oh.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter at HXC Fuller. Hilo X-Ray Charlie Fuller. Uh, IHWB is at IHW Wrestling. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com backslash IHWE2009. And our Facebook page is Facebook.com backslash I-H-W-E-T-X so, yeah. Facebook.com backslash I-H-W-E-T-X and I hope you'll
1: have me back on sometime I'd love to have you back on um, all the links will be in the description below the interview um, I've really Perfect. enjoyed speaking to you I'd love to have you on again in the future Perfect. and good, good luck with um, Jeremy's birthday bash if yes. it goes well I'm going to put Tank in his face hopefully that's my plan so
0: we'll see how that works out Can't be a wrestling show birthday and not smash
1: cake in somebody's face. Yeah, that could be it. Birthday cake on a pole match is the main event or something. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, buddy. Thank you for coming on.
0: I'll speak to you again soon.